More often than not, being brave means doing it scared. Being a stepmom can be a very scary thing. Special shout out to Michael Hyatt for that apt quote. Hey, today's episode is all about showing up. Recently, I was texting a friend and she said this, it's so hard to find my place and I feel like the other woman. Can you relate to feeling like that other woman? Some stepmoms call this the second wife syndrome. I'll be honest, that's a relatively new term for me, and I've been in a blended family for more than eight years. But the feelings that underlie second wife syndrome? Oh yeah, I feel all the feels, stepmama. The uncertainty, the disconnect, the feeling like a schoolgirl wanting to make a good impression on a nine-year-old boy or a 30-year-old daughter. It's weird. How do you find your place? How do you shake second wife syndrome and act as confidently as you would if you were the first wife? In today's episode, I'll share five ways to show up on purpose. Be you, the authentic you, not the one that's attempting to fit into everybody else's expectations. I know it's timely for the holiday season for sure, but this episode, it's a keeper for all year long. As we grow, we learn. And God's going to challenge us to go deeper. You know, the work out your salvation with fear and trembling sanctification. So we can align our intentions with God's purposes as we steward our stepchildren well. Real quick, before we rock and roll with episode number 105, I just got this message from Cassie, who joined the Facebook group a few days ago. We were chatting in the DMs, and I was half joking, half not joking, when I said I was thinking about giving out an award to the woman who invited the most people to the Facebook group. <laughs> Cassie said, navigating blended families is hard enough. I love my support system, and I had to share with them your page and podcast. It's helped me tremendously so far. And I may have binged 10 episodes while at work the other day. <laughs> Cassie, we love binge listeners. Welcome to Bold and Blended Stepmoms. Hey, do you have something to share? I love connecting with you. Reach out anytime. See the links in the show notes to connect. And if you've loved what you've heard, would you please leave a five-star review? Your review will draw more women to the pod. All right, Stepmama, let's rock and roll with episode number 105. Are you tired of all the double standards for stepmoms? Do you find yourself searching for answers on how to deal with imposter syndrome? You know, you're highly successful in many other areas of your life, but as a stepmom, you're anxious and confused? Is your biggest fear that your stepfamily battles are slowly destroying intimacy with your husband and impacting every other sacred area of your life? Hey, stepmama, I see you. I know it's hard. I know that you're tired of all those double standards. And that's why this podcast was created with you in mind so that you can stop focusing on all those things that are dragging you down and start using the power, the gifts, and the influence that you already have to embrace God's call on you as a stepmom. It's time to stop searching for those divorce lawyers. Instead, it's time to gain wisdom on dealing with difficult in-laws, outlaws, and exes and become an influential voice in your blended family based on who God says you are. Hey, I'm Jen, wife, mom, stepmom, Jesus girl, pickleball lover, chief encourager, and new stepmama friend. And I can't wait to get started. 
It's time to stop playing small and start reclaiming the boldness and the courageousness that God has already given to you. Welcome to the podcast. I pray that this week's episode blesses you, encourages you, uplifts you, and most of all, I pray that you know you are not alone. Okay, here are the five things to take into consideration so you can show up well and be a woman of influence and create real change and nurture those meaningful relationships while being true to who you are as well. Okay, I'll list them first, and then we'll go back and we will dive in. Number one, be curious. Number two, have ears to hear. Number three, come with a servant's heart. Number four, identify how you want to walk away from an experience. And number five, prioritize your time. Now, you know how scripture says the last will be first. In this case, the last will be first. Prioritizing your time is so important for your sanity. When we're rushing around, attempting to fit so many things in, our mind gets scattered and we lose things and we forget about those things that we thought we would never, ever forget about. Totally normal. This is why I'm a big fan of planners and having my top three things for the day to get done. So if you were to look at your day and prioritize your time, what are the top three priorities that you have for today? And then you can break those down even further into smaller tasks. So let's apply this to a Christmas celebration or a birthday celebration or a family vacation. What tradition, what aspects of that event are important? As you prioritize your time and you think about this, what is important about it? Whose tradition or way of doing things is important to honor? Are you visiting your adult kids in their home? Whose traditions will you honor? Are your kids open to making new traditions? How will you find out? Is it your first year together with all the kids in your house and you're wondering, how do my kids and his kids fit together? What do we do? What expectations do you and your spouse have for a blended Christmas, for example? What's the custody schedule? Take a look at the custody schedule so you know the time frame that you have with the kids. I know this seems really obvious, but a lot of times we have gone and made a bunch of plans and then realized, oh, crud zooks. It's not our week. It's not our time. It's not our event. Oh, we have even years and they have odd years. So it's really important to do a quick little check to ensure, okay, this is when the kids are with us. This is when we are available to get together to celebrate this event or to take this family vacation. Play out the worst case scenario. I know, I know. It sounds kind of morbid, inviting trouble. It's none of those things. What it does is it says, okay, I hear you brain. You are already thinking of the worst case scenario anyway. So let's just go on ahead and put it out on paper. When we write things out on paper, our words have so much power because as a daughter of the king, your words do have power because your heavenly father's words have so much power. Write out the worst case scenario and then 
boss your brain around. Don't you like it when we can boss somebody around? (laughs) Boss your brain around and say, brain, we are not going to experience the worst case scenario. What kinds of things can I do to contribute to the success of the event, knowing that I'm only in control of me? Okay, so that's prioritize your time. What tradition is important? Whose tradition is important? What expectations do you and your spouse have for the blended event? What's the custody schedule? And what can we do to avoid the worst case scenario? Okay, now I'm going to go back to number one, curiosity. Ask great questions of yourself before you interact. How do you want to show up? What three adjectives will describe your interactions with your stepson, with your stepdaughter, with your biological children? Will you experience joy? Will you be happy? Will you be innovative? Will you be fun? Will you be adventurous? Will you be creative? What three adjectives will describe your interaction with your stepkids or your biological children? Focus on influence over control. Look, we know we want more control. I hear you, sister. Me too. I always want more control. As an ongoing recovering control freak, I totally get this. I also totally get that there's so much out of our control. There just really is. So what influence do we have? What influence do you have in the situation that you're thinking about right now? How can you be influential? Even when you perceive that you have little influence, Look, if your presence is there, you have influence. Your body language speaks volumes. What do you want your body language to speak? What messages do you want to send? So even though you feel like you may not have influence, you do have influence. So again, be curious. Okay, so we've got prioritize your time and curiosity. The next one is have ears to hear. Is this sounding scriptural to you? (laughs) This one's pretty self-explanatory. Open thine ears, girlfriend, and shut thine mouth. Take two deep breaths before responding when you are feeling challenged. And pray for Holy Spirit guidance before you respond. Okay, prioritize your time. Make space for the event. Be curious about it. Why is it that you're feeling this trepidation towards the event before it occurs? Why are you feeling nervous? Why are you feeling hopeful? What kinds of things set you up for success? And what kinds of things are you aware of that could detract? And how will you use your influence to show up purposefully, your best self? And then ears to hear. Okay, two more to go. A servant's heart. And identify how you want to walk away from an experience. Let's talk about a servant's heart. Does anybody have a What Would Jesus Do bracelet? Those became immensely popular in 97 or 98 after a youth pastor, Dan Seaborn, from Central Wesleyan Church in Holland, Michigan, took his idea to an advertising company to create something he could give to his teens to remind them of the commitment they made to Jesus. Should we all go out and make bracelets of what would this stepmama do? (laughs) Maybe, maybe so. We do need reminders, and a physical presence on our wrist is a great reminder of what would we do? What would Jesus call us to in this situation? Hey, 
having a servant's heart means doing the opposite of what the world expects you to do. In John 13, 3, we read about Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And as John Maxwell tells it from his article, 21 Laws, Jesus, and the Law of Addition, Jesus, he didn't have anything to prove. In fact, he had nothing to prove, (laughs) nothing to lose, and Jesus had nothing to hide. The insecure are into titles, and the secure are into towels. Jesus' security enabled him to both stoop and stretch. I love that. I'm a big fan of alliteration for one. We've got titles and towels and stooping and stretching. The insecure are into titles. As a stepmom, when we are insecure, what are we into? Do we want recognition? Do we want acknowledgement that we're in the cool kids club? Do we want a hug? Do we want a kind word? We may want all of those things, and yet the people in our family may not be ready to give them. And when we have a servant's heart, we're willing to wait. And the waiting can be hard for sure. How are we secure? How are we into the towels, so to speak? We know who we are. We know it's important. We know that God has called us to steward in our step family in unique ways. And how it looks for you is not going to look the same as it looks for someone else. Yet different choices can still align with biblical principles and having a servant's heart. So thank you, John Maxwell, for your article and for your alliteration with towels and titles and stooping and stretching. So as you go to your event, woman of God, how is God calling you to stoop or sacrifice or let go of control? And how is he stretching you to use your influence in uniquely beautiful ways that you may not have thought about before? Okay, the last one, identify how you want to walk away from an experience. So the five key areas are prioritizing your time, having a spirit of curiosity, having ears to hear, coming with a servant's heart, and identifying how you want to walk away from an experience. Look, you're everywhere you go, so you've got to deal with the fallout. No matter where you go, you've got the fallout with you. So when you're having a celebration, let's use a birthday celebration, for example. Who is being honored? What do you want them to say about their time with you after they are honored? What do you want to say about yourself about how you showed up? What kind of adjectives would you use to describe how you showed up? How are you purposeful in this celebration? Without compromising who you are, look, there's nobody like you. God made you amazingly you. There's no one else like you. And for some reason, when we get in this stepmom role, we kind of get, we, we get confused. Like, okay, how do I show up? Is it okay that I do this? When we would never worry about those things in other situations. And here's the reason why. It's because this is family. Even if you don't want it to be your family, it is family. And it's important to the one that you married, that you honor each other's children. How do you do that? Well, I propose it is in these five key ways that you plan in advance for what's coming down the pike. And listen, it's not going to go 
a hundred percent the way that you want it to go all the time. Maybe not even most of the time, but it can go in a way that works well with what you enjoy when you plan for it. And when you decide that while you know in your head that you can't change the way anybody behaves, it's got to get that 18 inches from your head to your heart where you understand that this is about what God is teaching you, not about anybody else. What is God calling you to as a stepmom in your family, as a woman of God, honoring the Lord when you are celebrating someone else in your family? And it all starts with you making a decision about how you want to show up. Okay, stepmama, here are the, I'm going to give the five things one more time. Prioritize your time. Be curious. Adopt a spirit of curiosity, not judgment, curiosity. Come with ears to hear. Come with a servant's heart. And identify how you want to walk away from an experience. A final note. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. According to the book of Jen, the plans of a smart stepmom lead to stronger relationships as surely as failing to plan for challenging stepfamily interactions leads to all those disses, the distrust, the disappointment, and the disillusionment. Hey, Alan Kay says the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Stepmama, this is your invitation to invent your future aligned with biblical principles. Embrace God's call on you, woman of God, as you prepare for the festivities of the season. Be sure to build in time to sit with your Heavenly Father and beautiful you to prepare your mind and your heart for successful, nurturing family relationships. Hey, do you need some help? You are not alone. And we're not meant to do this alone. Check out the links in the show notes to sign up for the upcoming courses. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Remember, God has commanded you to be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 All right, Ladybug, I'll catch you next time. God bless you. You know when somebody says something much, much better than you can say it? <laughs> this is the reason why you should join the Facebook group. I'm so excited. I love, I love, 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 love this group. And I love this podcast and I love all, everything that it's about. So I'm just ready to be open and vulnerable and honest and get some good feedback. And I'm ready for it. You know, Lexi's right. It is happening inside the Facebook group. Look, being a stepmama, it's not for the faint of heart. If you are listening, you already know that this is some tough stuff. Inside the Facebook group, there's workshop opportunities, laser coaching, and prayer. It's a place where we know that we have a responsibility to work through the things that challenge us. And we know that we can do that because God's word tells us to be bold and courageous. All right, stepmama. You are indeed a bold and blended stepmom. Get inside that Facebook group and I'll catch you next time.